Want to help keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement? Then go to PRLfans.com. There you can find links to Patreon, PayPal, our Bitcoin info, and other ways to help support the podcast. Now, enjoy the show. Hello, I'm Matt Bergman, and you are listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 303. I'm here tonight with Jared Schneiderman. Hey, guys. James Babb. Hello. Crystal Woodworth. How's it going? And newcomer Chase Oliver. Hey, everybody. Chase, mm-hmm. what, what is going on, man? So this is your first time on the podcast. Why don't we just give you like a brief introduction you know, to okay. our listeners? Okay, so uh, my name is Chase Oliver. Uh, I'm a libertarian. I like punk rock music. It's a great place for me to be here. Um, I'm the fundraising director of Outright Libertarians. We're a, they're a GSM, gender and sexual minority uh, charity helps educate libertarians and vice versa. And uh, I'm an affiliate chair uh, out here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm the chair of Libertarian Party of Atlanta. So, you know, uh, I'm really excited to be on with you guys. Dude, we're, we're excited to have you, man. Um, so the first time the first time I had heard about you, like I was actually watching the, uh, the, the libertarian, uh, what was it called? The convention <laughs> yeah, yeah, i was watching the online convention you know like all grueling like whatever 12 hours it was or whatever i, yeah, don't know. I can't believe you watched that and not yeah. and you didn't participate <laughs> dude i watched so much of it dude um so anyways so like i saw that there, netflix there, or something dude that's terrible <laughs> so there's like so a million I, I, other videos on youtube dude <laughs> yeah so i saw chase and he was speaking about john mons and i was like who is this guy? He should be running for some sort of office because he's he's just he's such a, a very good speaker, man. Um, who, who knows? So yeah, yeah, who knows? And uh, I was so excited to be there for John Mons. Like that guy. Uh, if you ever want to meet a really cool libertarian, uh, John Mons is one of them. Like he's the first. Uh, you know, he's he made his own ghost gun. He is like a legitimate libertarian badass. And uh, it's it's thanks to him that I am a libertarian because uh, he was out actually at Atlanta Gay Pride in 2010 running for governor. And uh, I was like a guy who voted for Obama in 2008 and then realized how fucking stupid that was. And I uh, was like, oh, the wars are still going on. Gitmo's still open. All this shit's still happening. And uh, so I was ready to be a non-voter. And then I met John Mons and uh, here I am now. So I was so happy to speak for him. Like, uh, but, Now I you mean- can be a non-voter again because <laughs> he's not in the race anymore. Well, you know, we, we got we got an all right. We got an all right candidate, you know, and uh, and I just absolutely adore Spike Cohen. Uh, you know, any chance I get to hang out with Spike uh, Orlando, anytime I saw Spike, I was like, let's let's go talk to Spike. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, most of the people on uh, that come on the podcast, most of the regulars are really excited about uh, both Joe Jorgensen and oh, yeah. Spike Cohen. And I'm I very mean, excited about Joe. But it's mostly about Spike's fashion choices that I think really get, gets people excited. So Let me tell you, I got excited over his salsa game, his his dancing. And I don't know if oh, you've yeah? seen the uh, – there's a quick clip of him dancing with his uh, with his lovely spouse uh, out there in Orlando. And it'll be nice to have a vice president with some rhythm again because I, I don't think Mike Pence can uh, can dance like that. <laughs> he does clogging like, like, like nobody's business. <laughs> he does the polka pretty well. Uh, yeah, he does a mean polka. Dance of the inbred. No, <laughs> that's clogging, not polka. Just don't want to offend the, our, our Polish friends out there. Okay. Cloggers, they can go to hell. 
But yeah, yeah. so and, and as far as writing for things, you know, there's a lot of stuff coming up, you know, 2022, 2024, who knows? You know, uh, right now I'm just trying to grow the Atlanta party. So if you're out there in Atlanta, uh, definitely connect with us. Well, you mentioned John Mons. Now, didn't John Mons, didn't he, wasn't he like the first libertarian ever to get like a million votes or something? Oh, yeah. He ran in 2008 for a public service commission and got over a million votes. He was the first libertarian to ever do that. So uh, he, we thank him for our ballot access and here in Georgia. It, he helped secure a lot of that. How do you funny, get a million votes how... for something that nobody's even heard of? That's what I want to know. You don't be the guy who, um, well, he did not win the race, but uh, it helps when you're not the incumbent because <laughs> he was the, it was a two-way race. But, uh, you know, he, I'll tell you this, he's a great retail politician. The one thing that screwed him over uh, with the presidential run, I think, was the, uh, the whole COVID thing and uh, not just being able to see people face-to-face and talk to him because uh, if you ever get to talk to him like man-to-man, he, he'll, he'll turn you into a convert overnight into libertarianism. Nice. Oh. Wow. Not that, not that we're not already you know, he's preaching to the choir with us. What's, well, he was not on the show, was he? When, when we went through all the presidential hopefuls, right? I don't... Did no, he ever, I, uh, no it, it's kind of embarrassing, but thanks for bringing it up on the podcast. I actually <laughs> did try to... I did try did to... try, yeah. John Mons. I did. Now, in, in his defense, it, it was very late in the... Uh, it was very late in the whole, you know, swing of the things. It was, it was like in the last week. And we should he, still get him on. We should he was get probably him back really... On. Yeah, I, I'd be down to get him on. Um, but uh, yeah, like, so I, I asked him kind of late and he just like never responded. So my guess is like he saw it and then he had other stuff going on, just forgot to get back to it. Who knows? But yeah, like, uh, I'd love to have him on. Oh, yeah. Well, you maybe you can hook it up, Chase. I'll, you know what? I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll see where it goes. I'll send a message out there. We'll put it out in the air out here in Georgia. You know, I'll cool. throw a carrier pigeon out into the air, it'll make its way down to Cairo, Georgia down where uh, John lives and, and we'll see what we can do. So uh, Chase, what would you say were like your, your gateway issues? Like, like how was John Mons able to like, you know, bring you this way? Well, uh, really what he talked about was how, um, you know, I met him at a pride uh, at the Atlanta pride festival. And what he was really talking about is how uh, Republicans and Democrats take advantage of the, the GSM community's votes. They just, you know, many Democrats just assume that uh, that they're going to vote for, you know, the gay, lesbian, uh, bisexual, transgender, queer people are going to vote for Democrats and Republicans just don't even bother because they think, again, they're just going to go to the Democrats. And so uh, what got me was the fact that, A, he was just out there and, and engaging. He's the first governor ever actually in March in Atlanta Pride. Uh, Stacey Abrams likes to try to take credit for that shit, but it, it ain't true. It was John Mons uh, years before the, while the Republicans and Democrats were both anti-gay marriage in Georgia. John Mons was pro-gay marriage. So, but uh, what got me to the party was, you know, he talked common sense solutions, you know, like smaller government, uh, you know, actually like having a government that like works within its, you know, uh, within its constitutional bounds, you know, uh, freeing up things like for education. Education was a big one for me because I was still a student at the time. Um, And then what got me into the party proper, you know, was uh, I was, I've always been anti-war, you know, war is hell and uh, it's sucked that we've had one going on for so long. Um, and it didn't end with Obama. And so I was looking for a a new path and that's how I kind of found Gary Johnson and, uh, voted for him twice. And here we are, you know, 2020. And now we have a really, for the first time in my, uh, libertarian life, we have actual like full on full fledged libertarians running who are not former Republicans or former Democrats trying to get the, 
get the ticket. We got libertarians running. So this is why I'm really excited to actually, you know, support them. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the, the ticket as well. Um, it, it's definitely the most, uh, hardcore ticket I've seen, I think since, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it. I don't know, man, because it's, it's like with Spike Cohen, he's an open anarchist. So it's like, how do you get more like hardcore than that? You know, to have a millennial anarchist on the ticket is pretty. It's pretty, uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, definitely. definitely. So, um, topic number one tonight um, has has got to be the uh, the Portland the Portland kidnappings. You know, um, so in Portland right now, apparently there are feds going around. And I mean, I've heard about like white vans. I've heard like black suits and black cars, just like scooping people up off the street and not saying anything. Um, yeah, like uh, seems to be uh, getting pretty crazy. Yeah, shouldn't local police be the ones kidnapping people for no reason? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like what is? Because I mean, like apparently, like some libertarians are coming out in support of this, and like. Well, there's there's a lot of libertarians. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm Wait, seeing- which one? No, there's no libertarians are out there like supporting. Like, dude, here's what they're dude, saying: Clifford, here's squads Clifford, pulling dude. people off the streets. Come on, here's what they're saying. Here's what they're saying. They're saying, well, I don't support it, but you know, it's communist, so whatever. You know, well, oh, it's and- communist, so they get what they deserve. You know, and and here's why that's bullshit. Uh, yeah. Because it's not just communists. Exactly. You got libertarians exactly. on the streets. Uh, yes. You know, guess, you know, um, we've had our presidential candidates been to Black Lives Matter rallies. We've, right. we've had you got boog boys out there. They ain't they're not yeah, fucking yeah. communists. You got all kinds of people. And, uh, you know, are there Por- are there Portland boog boys, though? There probably are. They, you know, <laughs> I hope so. I mean, there's Portland. Proud Did you just boys, assume the, the, the boog person's gender? OK, I think, <laughs> I think so. But, you know, there the could be people. Boog. There could be boog people up in Portland, uh, you know, with their fair trade uh, body armor, whatever. But, you know, uh, the thing that is, even if they're all fucking communists, the fact is, is the authoritarian boot is coming down on them. And what they're going to learn really quick is that authoritarianism sucks. And this is the perfect time for libertarians to be doing outreach and to standing in solidarity and saying, you know what? You guys keep talking about how you want full state control. Well, now how does it feel? Guess what? We're going to stand with you against this shit, but now we need you to understand that the state is the fucking enemy and we have to be the influence. If we're not out there being the influence and, and preaching the gospel of like liberty and individual rights, we're just going to let them uh, get thrown in fucking jail. And all that's going to do is create more anger, more division, more hatred and allow the state to continue to divide us. And that's the problem. Amen. Yes. I, I, I agree 100%. with you. I agree with you. But I also want to say, that if if these people were destroying like private property and the local police weren't protecting that private property, you know, I can understand sending people from the federal government in to protect private property. But from what I've seen, they're only defending some like fucking courthouse. And it's like, you know, public property, it's all stolen. You know, the state is nothing that it hasn't first stolen from somebody else. So it's like, yeah, I definitely cannot support this in any way, shape or form. Yeah, why yeah, would not. they defend, you know, uh, private property? You know, they're there on behalf of the federal government. I no, mean, like right. apparently that's the whole thing. Like they're just watching this one courthouse. Why, right. yeah, under what circumstance would you want federal goons doing any kind of anything like in your neighborhood? Yeah. I mean, 
it's it's not a good idea. Like yeah, whether it's to just airport in the TSA, <laughs> it's not a good idea. You know, to have them doing any kind of policing. I mean, come on. You know, like how many how many lessons has history taught us on this one? It's this ridiculous is, this is that we're even having this conversation again. It's the shit what we've been warning with the people about. they arrest. Uh, what are well, they doing? We don't really know, do we? Um, yeah, do we know what where they're going? And I think I they're going. To, they're going to Gitmo. I mean, I'd be surprised. I've seen stuff. I mean, I'm looking at some pictures. I'm just looking at like Google images. I I typed in Portland kidnappings, and these guys are like, it's all these federal troops, all decked out in their in their uh, gas masks and camo, and in the city streets. And you know, come on. First of all, why are you wearing camo in the in the city streets? (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's an intimidation what? tactic. All those you know? trees they got, man. All that shrubbery. Well, like, don't they have like urban? About it too. They should do like special urban camouflage. It's got like spray paint all over it, and like dog <laughs> shit, and and like hobo puke. Just dress it at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just uh, so, like a Subway, yeah, a Starbucks logo. Yeah, yeah Starbucks barista camo. Like, just, like, like it looks like an apron, but it's actually like tactical gear for urban so for, right for the, the urban. Warfare so, uh, arena, yuppie warfare. So, Chase, weren't you saying like some people have been like questioned and set free and lived to tell the tale? Yeah, I've seen stuff online about people who they got detained and they were taken and questioned for several hours and then let go without having any charges, of course, because they weren't doing anything wrong. So there was nothing to charge them with, but they were taken off the streets. And uh, you know, it appears to be kind of a, a tactic to kind of break up the organizational uh, people. They're taking out the leaders, basically. <laughs> uh, because when you take out the, the head guy in a group, everybody else kind of scatters around. So it seems like they're just kind of taking people off the street to take them off the street, break things up. But uh, some people are also, you know, I mean, it's still fucked up and you shouldn't be grabbed off the street. Has anybody it's, died yeah. yet from from this on either side? Like uh, I did see a Has video of a guy whose face was. Uh, go ahead, Crystal. Has anyone got like are people going missing? Is everyone that is going in getting released? Uh, it seems see, like an know. easy way to disappear people. Mm-hmm. I know there was some uh, some pictures of a guy who was in a hospital after this, and his face was just completely fucked up, like he had been shot with these, you know, non-lethal rounds, which are just giant fucking bullets, essentially in rubber bullets. Yeah, yeah, in the face, and uh, he looked pretty fucked up. I didn't get the whole story on him, but he was he was one of these uh, kidnapped folk. That was uh that was out there in Portland. So well, then there's also the guy in the navy jersey. Have you seen him? Like he just got wailed on. Now this guy, I oh, didn't yeah. know they had. I didn't know they had tanks in the navy, but uh, they apparently <laughs> do because this guy he took like five or six baton hits and didn't even flinch. No, yeah. uh, but it broke his arm apparently. Really he fractured his arm. But uh, yeah, if you see that video online and it's crazy, Ow. it's just just towering. This guy's got to be like six 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 seven. He's a big dude, and you just see a, a DHS. Uh, you know, federal officer with a metal baton just wailing on the guy, and like I'd be on the ground very quickly. I'm a small man. Did he I'm fight back or just get just no. bailed on? He no, just, he, he stood there he and then he took there. pepper and then he took pepper spray to the face too. And that's when he just kind of turned around, and was like, "Ah, this is too much for fucking me." He turned around. Well, no, he turned around. He took pepper spray to the face, turned around, and threw up two birds and walked away. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. He is he is now a folk hero. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, and he was just wearing a navy hoodie. That's why they call him the navy guy. I don't even know if he's really in the navy, but 
He might have just. If he is, you know, God bless him. I just bought well, it I'm assuming that all the three percenters have deployed for this to 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 stand to to stand against the the government overreach. Like you they know, said, they were going enough, to. Enough, the Tea Party has not mobilized. <laughs> no, they have not all gotten on their hover rounds and made their way to Portland yet. Um, <laughs> maybe they are. They move really slow. It, they could be on one of those chair things that goes down the stairs. So it could be a minute, but maybe they, maybe they are mobilizing. They're, they're, well, they're charging up their rascal scooters now. Is that what you're yeah. saying? And and uh, they may be my deploying. rascal. Hey, you've seen the uh, you've seen the commercials with the hover around. You can go anywhere, right? Even to a Portland war zone. It's like the well, rascal on steroids, man. I, I guess that's that's really like the problem with, with like statism, right? Because it's like it's really anybody um, besides the libertarians seems to be fine with like using state violence against each other against their political opponents. Yeah, they're very quick to say, hey, uh, tread on them because we don't really agree with them politically. Yeah, those people are, they're rich. Go, you know, they're, yeah, they're conservative. They're liberal. They're communist, whatever. Right. And I'm just like, don't hurt me and don't steal my stuff, dude. Crazy talk. I know. fair to me. And that's how I get 3% of the vote. Um, (laughs) Because we're sensible. Well, do we I need mean, to send in weapons to Portland? I mean, where what's the status of the crisis? Or, or, or is there a call to uh, a call to arms or uh, Hawaiian shirt prints? What, what's what's happening? No, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, my Hawaiian shirt is the cleaners, so I am not aware of uh, what is going on currently. <laughs> I'm still recovering from Orlando. Seriously. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so, how was Orlando? It was fun. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I drank a lot of scotch. Um, it was a lot of boring business during the day and a lot of hanging out and partying at night. Um, Did you I, know you can just skip all the boring business part and yeah. you can still <laughs> just hang out with libertarians and have fun and you don't actually have to do any of that any of that uh, tedious, <laughs> now you tedious, tell me. endless, <laughs> pointless. <laughs> but I did have some awesome conversations like you know, it, where else but a libertarian convention will you have like an hour long conversation with Starchild about like what happens after you die? And so, you know, <laughs> it was pretty gnarly. I, I really, Star really enjoyed it. Dude, we got to get Starchild on this podcast. Who, who is Starchild? I don't know. Starchild Star is a libertarian delegate out of California who, um, so you got to Google Starchild. Yeah, you'll have to see pictures of this right guy. Yeah. So pronoun yeah. game, pronoun game. Uh, I asked Starchild, what is your preferred pronoun? And they said, whatever you feel like. Um, so Starchild okay. is an amazing um, libertarian out of San Francisco. They have amazing looks. Like if you see their outfits, they wear to convention. Um, this year was very much kind of a lot of uh, kind of... Um, there was like a backpack with like kind of a furry vest and furry leg coverings. It was very barbarian, um, but it was really great. I actually, I just love the energy of Star Child. So if you're listening, no, Star Child, I love you and thank you for the conversation. It was well worth the scotch I drank to have that deep, deep conversation. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Everybody, nice. uh, everybody seemed ready to party. I think we had all been freaked out by the COVID long enough. And so we, we were all wearing masks, you know, a lot of the time, but we were still having fun and seeing other people, which was nice. Nice. You know, when it comes to like the COVID thing, like we've talked about it a lot, but, uh, and I, I'm not really in, in one camp or, or another with it, you know, cause I think there are some people 
that you know treat it like i mean this is it <laughs> we're all gonna die and then there are some people that treat it like oh it's nothing you know I'm, I'm definitely not in in either of those uh camps but at the same time it's like i don't know going down to orlando for that convention se- seemed a little nutty to me it um well one of the reasons i went personally was because i wanted to make sure that there was remote participation for everyone else um you know, I wanted to go down there. Uh, I was only one state away, um, and I had a nice big box and ninety-five masks. And dude, and, dude, I'm glad you went, and uh, I'm thankful that you went. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not trying to guilt you. It was a little. How did no. you get a box of N95 masks? Did you hijack uh, a FEMA truck or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, he invaded a FEMA camp. Actually, I know someone who um, works for a company that has them provided to them, and so they happened to slide me a box saying, "I understand you're going to be in Orlando, Florida, and you might want these." And then, uh, <laughs> and then I had a couple of libertarians. God only knows what diseases you could catch there. I mean, yeah, the only <laughs> disease you catch is liberty, man. Um, I, I will say there was a badge ribbon. So they had all these funny badge ribbons, like joking badge ribbons. And one of the ones that I saw, I was like, this is kind of ironic. It said it spreads like wildfire. And it's like, that's really not the message we want to be pushing at this convention. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, uh, I am COVID negative. That'd be, I'd like to get one that says something like asymptomatic. So like, like, how do you know you're COVID negative? Were were you tested for it? Uh, yes. Upon my return. Oh, okay. That's, that's smart. So, yeah, I, I basically have uh, quarantined myself in my basement. I wear a mask upstairs in my house uh, for the time being for me and my roommates. And, nice. uh, you know, but I'm good now. So it's basically been the time of incubation. So if I had yeah, it, I would have had it. So I'm free. <laughs> I'm still wearing a mask when I go out, though. See, that's the thing. Uh, someone told me once that uh, my atheist friend, I am not an atheist, but uh, my atheist friend said, you know, it's kind of like religion, you know. Uh, you wear the mask because, um, you know, if you if you're right, you're saving people's lives and you're preventing disease. And if you're wrong, you know, you're, you're just wearing a piece of cloth on your face. It's like religion, just in case, you know, yeah, and I was like, if you're wrong, you just really like your that, whole but... life to a lie. And, and uh, you know, for nothing. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. What is that? Pascal's wager? I appreciated the allegory or the other uh, the, yeah. the, uh, the metaphor. It is, it is that is a good metaphor to pass. It's like it, it. What does it hurt to put a piece of fucking cloth in your face if it means right. you're saving someone's grandma? As long like, as there isn't a Karen like yeah. chasing you down in the aisle and trying to stab your eyes out or something. You know? <laughs> I you know uh, I have not yet encountered a Whole Foods Karen yet. Um, yeah. <laughs> Me neither. I've been I've been lucky. You're out in the wild like Pokemon, you got to avoid them. Right. Bring that master yeah. ball with you. But yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's yeah. I think we're all on that on that on that tip there. Yeah, so like, Babs out, out in the woods. Like, he doesn't he doesn't wear that mask around the beavers, right? Like actually, I just learned of somebody tonight who was like tested for COVID like a week and a half ago, right? Mm. And then, th- th- then like apparently they came up like negative, and then but like uh, apparently they had COVID then. So it's like the test was wrong or mm. maybe they had COVID, but it just wasn't enough to be detected on the test at that point. Oh yeah. Well, so it's like, yeah, that's uh, I guess that, that leads into like one of our later topics is um, apparently like, it's like half of the CDC's tests are proving to be inaccurate. Well, I can say uh, one of the problems is, is it takes for fucking ever to get your results of a test. A lot of the times, you know, uh, I had a friend who waited mm. ten days to get a result. They had COVID. <laughs> oh damn! 
So it's like, well, he knew we had it. He was like, I'm sick as a fucking dog. But, you know, it's, of course, it confirms after the fact. Yeah. Uh, How's he doing now? Uh, he's doing fine. He's recovered. That's you know, like, I've, I've, from what I've heard, um, I, I think, like, you can get your test results in, uh, like, as, as soon as 24 hours now. Wow, depending so, on where they're you're only fifty percent accurate. Apparently, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> depending on where you're at, and you know, I'm not. Yeah, they sure can make up results like in in almost <laughs> seconds now. <laughs> <laughs> they just <laughs> roll it, roll the dice, flip a coin. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, like, uh, you know, another thing that I heard about today was uh, there's uh, the Chinese consulate in Houston, Texas, is being closed. And uh, like, like apparently, like they're being like forced out. And uh, shortly after this was this was announced, they were caught like burning some papers that were uh, people believe uh, were like they they were spying on us and trying to get information on our COVID vaccines. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's going to be kept top secret. We can't let that get out. The Chinese spying. God forbid they'd find out about the cure for COVID that we're keeping secret. Exactly. That's the whole thing. (laughs) Like if if they're they're spying on COVID vaccines, it's like, doesn't it seem like irresponsible to not like everybody from the world? Wait, should we ideally be working with all these people? Exactly. But what it could be is maybe they're, you know, they're going to expose the, you know, whatever the bullshit is behind the COVID vaccine, right? They're not, not going to steal the secret to the vaccine, steal the secret to the bullshit. The Bill, the Bill Gates semen. That's right. That that's, that's going to embarrass people. <laughs> oh my goodness. I think Bill Gates, shocked. Dude, the Bill Gates conspiracy dude, is hilarious to me. Dude, I, I yeah. feel like, I feel like we're pretty close to the title with this. I don't know what it is. Bill Gates semen. Something Bill oh, Gates. Where's my fucking Bill Gates semen vaccine? I don't know. It's something something pertaining to that. Bill Gates semen about. cured my COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 how about what Bill Gates throat yogurt? Uh, oh, Jesus, dude. <laughs> oh. What James Babb? Um, but are we surprised that the Chinese are spying on us about anything? Well, I just first feel of all, like spying on us. Well, this us, is yeah. us thing. Yeah, that's I don't getting think spied they're, on. I don't th- I thought they were spying okay. on me. They're only Dave. spying on you if you have TikTok, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, but are we? <laughs> yeah, I hear these TikTok true. teens are the new political force to be reckoned with, right? They, they've they're, they've taken down one Trump event already. I mean, what's what's next for them? Oh yeah, TikTok and K-pop, man, they rule oh, the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was the uh, K-pop thing. We didn't talk about, about that kids. on here. I'm but. too fucking old for TikTok, and I that was one of the things that made me realize that I'm getting older. Was I, I'm just too fucking old for TikTok. I don't even know what it is. Um, that's embarrassing, I guess. It's like <laughs> Vine, but worse. I was going to say, yeah. Do you remember Vine? Were you ever into no. Vine? No. It's like five, <laughs> like Vine was like seven second videos. Yeah. It was like mini YouTube. Huh. Baby YouTube. Baby YouTube. And then this is sort of a rip off that. I think they do more. Uh, I think they allot you a little bit more time, but yeah. It's but it, it, don't you need to have like a snappy dance routine to be on TikTok or? Well, from what I gather, the children, <laughs> they all dance and the same stupid dance. And you watch one stupid dance and then it takes you to another stupid dance and to another, another until you fall down a hole of stupid fucking dances. Jesus. And it is, I don't understand it. And I know I sound so fucking old and so not punk rock to say that. Like, 
I don't get what these kids are doing nowadays. I just sit back and listen to my bad these, religion. These records. kids and their TikToks <laughs> and their and their <laughs> techie talkies. So, um, but yeah, my uh, my niece my niece loves TikTok. Yeah. What about I don't the, know what remember when nurses is. nurses got a bunch of flack? Remember when like, oh my god, the nurses are all going to die and hospitals are going to get overloaded. And the nurses are keep putting out these dance videos of them like goofing off, like because there's no patients to to work on and stuff. Did you see any of those like like that was like a whole genre of TikTok videos or like nurse nursing departments? Well, like oh know, yeah, real real serious there. It blows steam somehow, I guess. Some dance routines. Yeah. All right, what's I've up, heard Max? the Macarena uh, words off COVID. <laughs> Somebody, yeah, ban China. Whatever, that's what it takes. <laughs> ban China, but, uh, <laughs> but Chinese consulates, man. Yeah. Um, again, Chinese people be spying. It's, but the consulate kind of nobody cares about China. the consulate, right? TikTok, yeah. that's a big deal. Yes. I, now, if they take down TikTok, now that's that's, that's war. That's, that is, yeah. You better just dig it, dig a bunker now. Do you well, want the United already, States um, to have a child army? Take down TikTok. They will go to war. You'll have every fourteen-year-old picking up an AK. Didn't they already? Uh, didn't they ban Huawei, the uh, the cell phone company, out of uh, out of America because they were allegedly tied with the? Uh, I don't even think it's alleged. I think it's just out in the open. But they're just tied in with the uh, the the communist regime over there. See, I just hear that, and I assume that they're okay. They didn't put a back door in for Uncle Sam. Well, that could, yeah, well, that could be part of it. <laughs> like they've got, they've got their own, they've got their back door. They've course, got their back but door. They didn't put yeah. one in for us, so screw <laughs> those guys. Right. Yeah, that's probably how it went down. <laughs> they're like, nah, we're just gonna keep ours in there. You guys got all your own companies. Get Samsung to do that shit for you. Okay, so uh, next, I think, uh, why don't we talk about the new Joe Jorgensen uh, War is Over video. That is, this just dropped today, correct? Yeah, dude, just dropped. Like a yeah, fucking so I, don't, I, mean, I, I think it's pretty awesome. Now, question, though. I, I think everybody here, does anybody here not like it? it was, okay, it's so. pretty short, right? I, the, the one I saw, the, yeah. it's like three minutes long. Was it even that Couple long? Minutes. Yeah, it's about, it's been about two minutes, actually. Two minutes. Two yeah. to three minutes. Not quite three. Where is it going to be distributed? Or like, uh, how many views has it got so far? What kind, of, what kind of viewership are we hoping for on this? Let's look at the phone. <laughs> Y'all talk while I find facts. Cool, cool, cool. I mean, if if this comer- if, the, if she did a really good ad, she'd get... I think they- she'd get um, you know, I did notice... Um, Currently, so- it has... It, it went up yesterday at 5 p.m., and it has 202,000 views as of right now. I think that's excellent, right? I mean... It's pretty damn good. It's... Uh, right, considering, like, previous, like, libertarian commercials, like, campaigns would be like, oh, we're going to do this cable ad... And, you know, and, the, and all this money would go into a cheesy production and then it would get sent to Comcast and it maybe it would get, you know, like yeah. already that's that's probably a magnitude more views than anybody, you know, could get on a previous political commercial. So well, I get uh, I get non-libertarian friends, you know, um, who have come up to me and be like, hey, man, I saw this. I saw that ad. It wasn't this ad. It was the last ad. But uh, I'm sure this ad's going to have a similar effect. And then now that now I share it around to all my friends. And uh, people have been like, holy shit, this looks good. And it's like, 
So is there like a big ad buy that uses this video to like insert it into people's YouTube streams? Is that the way it's going to work or? Um, I, I could not answer the best way to do that, but, uh, you know, I, I know that it's, it's, you know, it's going viral amongst the libertarians. I don't know how much it's going to get outside of our sphere. I read that they have ads, the ads running on Hulu and Roku. Ah, Wow. I haven't, nice. I don't have either. I haven't seen them. Um, that was just something that I read in one of my groups. I remember which one. But that was, I think that's pretty exciting. That's a big deal. Definitely. They look yeah. great. Just to get, yeah, they look great. Just to get that message out there, you know? I mean, you're not hearing that from, uh, from any of the other old I'm seeing a bunch of political ads things. in my YouTube feed, though. They're really annoying, and a lot of times you can't skip them. Like, oh, this, is, this isn't going well. Damn, dude. Why are they in your feed? And who's well, and just like you when I'm watching it? YouTube, they're inter- being interjected in there, I guess, because uh, I don't know. See, I don't get those because I'm a bougie boy, and I pay for Google Play Music, so I get ad for YouTube. <laughs> I haven't had a YouTube oh, nice. ad in so long. I mean, I, I use awesome. Adblock, so like I don't, I don't watch any ads on YouTube. Adblock doesn't block YouTube ads. Um, it does on my uh, computer. It does. What about on your TV? Oh, my TV. Yeah, I don't really watch YouTube on my TV. I mean, and not that often. Yeah, it's just uh, so I'm I'm spared, I guess, to all the shitty political ads. I only get to watch the ones that I want to watch. Well, maybe I maybe I should. You know, I never thought about. Um, Maybe that is a reason. Yeah, suddenly now it's political season. I want to buy the ad-free option. <laughs> if just for a few months, just get it for like the, the until November. Yeah, just here, here, giant like tech uh, monopoly monstrosity. Have money just so I don't have to hear another Joe Biden ad. Yeah. So here, here's a topic. Sense, man. Uh-huh. Here, here's a topic. So um, like earlier, like I was, I was. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this, but. Uh, AOC is actually looking to uh, make it to where like federal agents have to like um, introduce themselves before they can start arresting people. You know? <laughs> um, so anyway, have like a like give them a courtesy card, like "Hello, my name is Officer Johnson. I'll be the one <laughs> meeting you today." They yeah, so like, like a survey card on the back, like uh, yeah. they have to identify like Walmart smiley face, mm-hmm. smiley faces. Yeah. So, um, anyways, I, I posted an article about this earlier. And then John Vibes commented, and John Vibes said that AOC is probably the the most libertarian congressman. Not just oh. so she wants to abolish the Department of Homeland Security. Which what other congressman is, says that publicly? Right, and she's also said that she wants to abolish, abolish ICE. She's also said that she wants to legalize all drugs. <laughs> So right, now let's be. compare it. Let's compare to Bob Barr. Did not want to legalize all drugs. Voted to create <laughs> Homeland Security. Okay, but dude, he's a libertarian. Yeah, but he voted to create. <laughs> he actually created Homeland Security. So who's Same. more libertarian, Bob Barr or AOC? The Green New Deal, though. That yeah, was, the Green New Deal is a that's, little. That's more than that, offsets right? <laughs> her desire to abolish a couple of federal programs. Right. I mean, yeah. she had, that would she invent really, like 30 more. <laughs> it would. <laughs> well, I'm not endorsing her. I'm just pointing out that I'm not endorsing that, her either. Does she a, do there is definitely some hypocrisy, though, when 
when someone like AOC will be immediately dismissed, despite some pretty radical libertarian positions. Meanwhile, Rand Paul, like like farts in the libertarian direction. Oh, oh, you know, like <laughs> sorry, you know. Yeah, um, <laughs> I agree. Uh, I think a it's important to say fuck them both. But exactly. B, but yes. B, um, it is important to say, you know, she does have some libertarian ideas, and these are the ones that we should be calling her office and saying, keep talking about that shit. Right, Stop right, talking right, about the right. other stuff. And uh, we could do the same for Rand Paul, too. Um, you know, nah, you just fuck f- them both. Yeah, yeah, just fuck them both is actually way easier. Both Brad Barron and uh, Kentucky really fuck Mitch McConnell. That'd be, see, wouldn't that be the sweetest revenge to make for, for, for make those Rand that Paul? feel voting will help? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, Honestly, like, like I'm thankful for Rand Paul, and I'm thankful for uh, Justin Amash. I'm thankful for, and I was thankful for him before he was a libertarian. You know, I'm thankful for Thomas Massey, um, and I'm thankful for AOC. Sometimes, even you know, I mean, because if it wasn't for these people, I mean, like, would we ever see anything good ever happen? And uh, you know what I mean? It's we're not seeing anything <laughs> good happen. Like, like in politics, I mean, at least I think there's, there's well, nothing there's good any- happening. I'm sorry, let's they're say not, they're they're not doing anything. It's all bad still. But yeah. we we do nice give them credit for like perhaps influencing the zeitgeist a bit. I mean, just these are the people that are getting published in all the major news organizations that that regular people are reading, and they're seeing these things like abolish. You know, uh, Department of Homeland Security, abolish this, you know, defund the police, all this kind of shit that these people are saying. You just, know, just is it actually happening? Up, wake yeah. me up when somebody's budget is cut. OK, Sick. until then, seriously, it's really hard to get excited about any of this. We're going to abolish or defund or whatever. Turns out, turns out a, a defunding police to some people means we're going to need more funding so we can do this new thing. And we're going to need uh, we're going to actually need even more money because we're going to we're going to solve the cop problem by giving them special de-escalation training. And that's going to be expensive. So we're going to double our police budget so we can defund the police. And uh, and, you know, I'll give AOC and I'll give I'll give Rand Paul and Massey and I'll I'll give them credit when they say nice things. But at the end of the day, uh, when it comes time for them to endorse like the big seat, the president, they uh, they just endorse people who are authoritarians who are doing exactly the opposite they want. That's great. AOC can talk about eliminating ICE and, and abolishing this and abolishing that. And Tulsi Gabbard can talk about anti-war all she wants, but at the end of the day, they endorsed Joe fucking Biden. And <laughs> is he going to do any of that shit? No. And Rand Paul and Thomas Massey can talk about, Oh, we need to reduce the size and scope of government. We need to lower tax. We need to do this. We need to do that. But at the end of the day, they endorse fucking Donald Trump. And has he done any of that shit? No. So at the end of the day, they're all insane because when you're, I mean, they're literally endorsing a, things that go against what they want to do. So they're it's fucking almost insane. like politi- politicians can't be trusted. It's like they're all these like two faced scumbags. Uh, I mean, calling them two faced is uh, is a slander against Harvey Dent. Uh, it's <laughs> it's um, no, they're they're it, It's pretty fucking crazy. And like, I want to I want to say, hey, you know, I really like, for instance, I'm an anti-war guy. I fucking loved Tulsi Gabbard whenever she got in the Democratic uh, debate and started talking about anti-war shit. What immediately happened? They ignored her. They shoved her to the fucking side. They pushed her away. And then she still endorsed Joe Biden. She didn't have to endorse Joe Biden. She's not running for re-election. She's not running for shit. So then she endorsed Joe Biden. What? She definitely, she 
What you want? She want to be secretary of uh, secretary of veterans affairs. Like, Her political career is not done yet. She's yeah. she's still willing to play the game. She she played to yeah, get I mean, that's that part of it. She's yeah. not going to stop playing now. Yeah, because like I don't know. I mean, like okay, maybe I'm okay. Call me out here if you think I'm being a softy, but it's like I mean I, I believe I've even heard Ron Paul say like if you don't endorse these people, they make they make uh, they as in the establishment of your party make life very hard for you yeah well guess what so let's let's at least admit that you can't do anything in politics to make change because you have to obey these these regimes okay if that's if we're going to accept that as a given well then can we just admit that politics is a giant waste of time right like you can't have it both ways but the politics exists we can't just imagine that it's not there and it bears down on us every every damn day so but when you when I mean, when they when they how much admit, say, Look, well, we'd like to we'd like to vote for all the stuff that you want us to vote for, but we won't we we won't have a job if we vote the way that we'd like to vote. So we're going to vote the way they want us to vote. That's why term limits are important. That's why. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, look at oh because look the president. See, look at all the corruption. It's 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 prevented in the in the Oval Office with these term limits and these governors and their term limits. Yeah, that's a big help too, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's better than nothing. Yeah, James Babb, did, did you run for office one time or something? I've I've run several times. Several times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I ran for twice for as state representative in Pennsylvania so, and James once Babb, tell for us state about, treasurer. Tell us about your softer boot. <laughs> yeah, well, you got some um, you got some Uggs on, dude. Is that what well, it is? Um, <laughs> in in most cases, uh, I should say I was strictly anarchist platform all the time and i I guess at first i probably said yeah you should vote for me because i hadn't really figured it out but my last campaign for uh state treasurer i basically said you probably shouldn't bother voting because it's a waste of time you know and it and it you know it promotes this corrupt system and uh and i just went on a platform of of not accepting any um uh, any ill-gotten funds into the treasury anymore. Just saying like, all right, we're going to just send back all the money and we're not going to accept stolen money anymore in the treasury. So, um, you know, I'd say that's anarchist consistent and uh, also libertarian party consistent. Nice, nice. Dude, I mean, fuck, dude. If I lived in your district, I'd, I'd definitely vote for you. No, I think running for <laughs> office is super fun. Voting, that's dumb, right? Like... <laughs> That make does that make any sense at all? Right. So like you're like no. like in the Ron Paul case, it's like Ron Paul ran for president. He didn't really have a chance of winning. However, he did basically like recreate the whole libertarian zeitgeist. I mean, he basically like rejuvenated libertarianism just by running. Even yeah, I though, mean, like, like how big would Larkin Rose's audience be if it wasn't for Ron Paul? Yeah. I mean, how how big would any of this be if it wasn't for Ron Paul? Well, right. Exactly. I, I met Larkin Rose through the Libertarian Party. Uh, like it was through like other libertarians that I met turned me on to what Larkin was doing. Like I, I wouldn't have, I probably would have never heard of Larkin if it wasn't. So, right. um, so there's a value, there's a value in all this stuff. I mean, you know, maybe voting. The problem is you have to vote in order to keep these parties alive. That's how they trick you into it. Right. No, you don't. Yeah. Because you don't get on the ballot. If they're not on the ballot, no one's going to hear about them. The voting, yeah. well, the, if they don't get, in some, a, cases, in don't some voting states, could help them be on the ballot, but 
No, no. Um, in some states, you in, in like Maryland, where we lost ballot hmm. access, you have to get what? What is it? Crystal one percent, two percent. Pennsylvania has something similar. To get on the ballot. What was it? One percent of the highest ticket on the ballot. So right. during a presidential, it has to be president. During gubernatorial, it has to be the, the governor race. Right. So mm-hmm. that's why we run for these positions that we know we can't. Well, one so it's like, we run for the positions we know we can't win. No, well, right now, demands it. You know, Georgia, right now in Maryland, we're we're trying to get like a shit ton of signatures, right? Right. Yeah. So we have um, we usually have to get ten thousand, and even though we had twenty four thousand registered voters, um, they still kicked us off the ballot. So we had to get wow. ten thousand signatures, and then well, how do you get ten thousand signatures without uh, with social distancing? Exactly. So we <laughs> filed a lawsuit, which um, which we lost, and the Board of Elections determined that they could uh, knock it down to five thousand signatures, and they're allowing online petitioning this year. And this year only, so we, we can't move to online petitioning in the future. It's just oh, of course not. No, no, we're going to make we're going to allow it to be slightly possible this year, but we're going to go yes. back to impossible next year. So don't get your hopes yes. up. That's very frustrating, um, but we need about twelve hundred more. Um, so we'd like to we want to have sixty five thousand total because some of those signatures are going to be stale. That was sixty five thousand. Sixty five hundred. Sorry. Oh, okay. And um, um, what is the um, how many signatures do the uh, establishment parties need to get to put their candidates in the general election? Yeah. Interesting. But this is a system you still want to play. It's a game. That's uh, I, I, don't I mean, it's, see, it seems a little stacked against against you at that point. Well, sure. Sure, it is. Um, but we are still growing despite all of that. And I still think it's the best nonviolent way of, of bringing about change, even though it's slow and stupid to have to follow all these laws yeah. to run, and, to abolish the laws. And uh, what, what else are we going to do? Sit around and bitch. Yeah. And when you I run do for podcasts, things, I don't well, yeah. know podcasts, but uh, too. <laughs> yeah, we're doing that now. <laughs> and, Why not? Uh, I always think about it like uh, libertarians are kind of the uh, the creek before the river. You know, we kind of carve the mainstream before it happens. And you know, we were sporting legalization of cannabis in the 70s, uh, gay rights in the 70s. We've always been anti-war. Um, and so there's slowly but surely what happens is, is enough Ron Pauls uh, get into the debate, whether they be in the party, which I find to be less useful, but actually outside of the party, third party independent influences. And when you have those people pushing the debate and actually bringing up things, the most important thing is getting into the debate. When you're in a debate, like in Georgia, our candidates uh, for governor, they're in the debate, the libertarians, they just qualify because they're on the ballot, they're in the debate. And so it's a chance for us to push our ideas. And what it does is, if, and, and it's kind of particular to Georgia, because if we can force a runoff, you know, if need, well, who if no runs those debates? Uh, I would have debate to. Commission? Yeah, there's some sort of debate commission, I'm sure, that Chuck runs in Georgia, and they're broadcast Chuck on the Georgia, uh, the Georgia Public Broadcasting. So it's done through the, you know, the public airwaves, I guess. So you're breaking through to all the normies, right? Yeah, they get to I mean, see next to their candidate that they've seen a million signs for. Now they see this other person, and if that person can actually do well at spreading the message, which is that's always been my thing with candidates for libertarian parties like if if you're not spreading the message if you're just kowtowing like if you're fucking bill weld out there and you're just kowtowing to that shit like i what's the fucking point because you're not gonna you're not going to win well like like monstrance question 
Yeah. Question. Like, why haven't we seen like I can't I don't remember. Have we ever had like a march on Washington to get the like Libertarian Party in the debates? Uh, I've not I've not seen not on Washington, but they but uh, Bednarik and the green dude like stormed one of the debates and like got freaking arrested. uh, Yeah. Yeah. In their day. I remember that. Yeah, definitely. There's a, is that, is that bad Narc and Ralph Nader. I don't know if Might have Nader. been Nader. Or, I don't remember who the green guy was. Yeah, I know in that's uh, pretty cool. I though. know August 8th, there's plans to do like convoys all around state capitals, uh, basically trying to encourage people to let Joe into the debate. But, and then that's never going to happen. And then of course there's the Facebook group that is uh, escort Joe Jorgensen to the debate stage. They can't stop us all type folks. That's, that's, <laughs> and, uh, that's, that's, that is kind of funny. And um, I think dude, actually, a bunch you know, of Hawaiian like, shirt dudes out there, yeah, just a bunch Fuck of them yeah. to surround Joe and just <laughs> yeah. walk phalanx style. Just let her be in the center and just phalanx style walk her into the hall. Right. We're going to need, we're going to need a lot of human shields for that mission. Okay? Uh, yeah. No <laughs> shit. But, like, um, like a blade of armor. They'll just be like, you know, chip, chip away at well, the, at the, uh, what, what I've heard we're developing is I've heard we're developing uh, giant mech suits that Spike and Joe could wear to make their way into the debate stage. <laughs> they can just fly just, over they, everybody. Yeah. Well, they, they just, you know, tighten, uh, you know, like Titan fall, just go right over everybody and then right. just eject themselves out right into the debate stage. And there they are. And, I, uh, I talk to people totally that think work. that, like, if we try hard enough, there's going to be a libertarian is going to debate <laughs> Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And they think this is actually like going to happen in this universe which I find to be completely hilarious. I mean, it was, it seemed so inside the realm of possibility in 2016 when there was like the 10% polls, 11% polls. Nobody cares about that. Nobody cares. I mean, look at my thing is, is if we could get into the debate, there's a good chance that we can really fucking disrupt things because it's what happened. Well, that's in not, it, well, and that's probably exactly why it'll never happen. And they learned their lesson with Ross Perot and they're like, yeah. Whoa, never, never again. Yeah. 92 was the last <laughs> time that it was the league of women voters that controlled the debates, I believe. And then they took it away and they made it this private organization, which is why there's a lot of, you know, Gary Johnson tried to sue four years ago. I actually think they have a you know, the case. Of course they lost, but, uh, you know, I what thought you they do? won something. You can't take they? on the regime in their own court. You know, surprise. Well, I think there is a chance that Trump could be provoked into sort of making a demand that the third party be involved. If, if he thinks but it Joe would take, will take enough. That's it would fantasy. take a stunt. That yeah, is it, absolute fantasy. Yeah, so it is. Opinion. It's 2020. Yeah. Anything can happen. Yeah, so, I would have said the same okay, fucking fair thing about Donald Trump being president four years ago. It's fucking fantasy. And then I was right. like, you're right. Fucking so, murder hornets and COVID and all this okay. shit. So, that's a, that is a fucking an excellent point. I, uh, I, well noted. Yeah, so, Look at Spike and his nipples in front of Donald Trump. And then it could happen. Mesmerized. It's like, oh, the, it's like anybody's getting mesmerized. It's Mike Pence is getting mesmerized by Spike. <laughs> wow. Some kind of like, some kind of like hypnotism or like mind control. It's like, like some hypnotoad shit from Futurama, man. Yeah. When he closes his eyes, all he sees is areola. <laughs> yeah. It's just spinning areola. <laughs> so Chase, Chase question. Mm-hmm. Um, top five favorite punk bands. Go. Uh, okay. Let's see. Um, I'm big into bad religion. Uh, I've seen no effects like 9 million times. I like dropkick Murphy's street dogs and, uh, Oh yeah. Murphy's law. There you go. Oh, nice man. Yeah. I th- I think oh, I and d- leftover crack. I got to say leftover crack. I fucking fucked my face up so bad, uh, at a leftover Dude, crack show. What about choking victim? 
Uh, I, you know, I, I like choking them too. My brother, you know, who really needs to come on this fucking show is my, uh, my brother. He is still a hardcore punk rocker. He has a rancid tattoo, uh, on his fucking heart of, uh, the let's go album, you know, the fist that's punching. Through. Oh, do that's I? Yeah. Out of Hell my yeah, man. Chest. yeah. I so, used to uh, have that on tape. Yeah, <laughs> like, shout out to butt mullet. <laughs> now, do you also skateboard? Is, is that obligatory with that kind of um, musical taste? I am not nearly fucking coordinated enough to skateboard. I was like, okay, so I was the guy when all my friends were skating. I was trying to skate, and like they were like just zooming down hills and shit. And I was like, wait up, I'll be there in a minute. I just gotta slowly curve and z, you know, s shape my way down. I'm not coordinated enough to fucking skateboard. Uh, well, at least you're alive to to talk about it. So, <laughs> I got hit by a car last year. That's fucking sucked. How? Dude, yeah. I, I've gotten like uh, two concussions in the past like six months skateboarding. So, ouch, dude. <laughs> Be careful out know. there. I mean, it's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Wear a helmet and a mask. Right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, Crystal, um, did you want to talk a little bit about homeschooling? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's getting, it's getting crazy. Um, so this huge influx of people that don't want to do the, either don't want to send their kids to school with the COVID stuff happening, or they're not allowed to send their kids to school with the COVID stuff happening. Um, and they have to do this like quasi public school homeschooling arrangement, which is terrible. So all these people are jumping into the homeschooling arena and sort of panicking um, because we, we have some strong homeschooling advocacy groups in the country. And so, and, you know, I hate the government. And I hate that I have to, to do anything with the government and prove to them that I'm schooling my kids, but it's not bad. Like it's twice a year. I do a portfolio with two examples of um, each subject that I'm required to teach. And it's super simple. Um, but people are seeing how simple it is and they're panicking and um, calling for regulations and they want the school to tell them what curriculum to use and, uh. and things like that. So people are, or jumping in and just begging for regulations. I've seen even, that before. And even if they weren't <laughs> doing that, there's still a problem with if people choose to homeschool, they're going to lose a ton of funding. So the schools are panicking too. Mm. And so I'm really worried about what homeschooling is going to look like in two years. James Babb, when you said, I've seen this before, it, <laughs> it sounded like you were about to tell us about how you like survived the Holocaust. 1918. <laughs> Never <laughs> again. flu. No, I just, when uh, my, my kids are older, they're 14 and 18, but when they were young, we looked, we, I wanted to do homeschooling and we were, I got part of the Pennsylvania homeschooling group and they actually wrote their own, like they lobbied the government to regulate themselves. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, what the, what? Like, and I, I like, I, I realized this is, this is what we're up against is these people had, they weren't sure they could educate their kids and they needed the state to, to let them know it was okay. And I just found it to be so tragic. Mm. Um, when these are the homeschool advocates, right? Like right. begging the state to participate in like, you almost assume they are like at least anti-state to some degree, but you see the same thing from the weed legalization people. Tax me, Tax regulate, regulate me, yeah. blah, 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 you know, True. Um, or, or the gun harder, people. Daddy. Oh, we need to have a national reciprocity for gun registers, blah, 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 you know, like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I just want to see more people that, that now I ended up, um, 
we tried homeschooling, but our kids hated the teachers and weren't going to have anything to do with it. So they like, when can we go to real school? I'm like, all right. So we did private schools, but they have a lot of the same problems the government schools, even though they're private. And I really regret not doing a better job with homeschooling. And um, Well, the private schools are so heavily regulated. They've got to follow all the same requirements and curriculum, basically. They have well, very little autonomy to do something differently. Well, in my case, the school ended up having a lot of the same like cultural biases and the same oh, sort of that, yeah, like no just uh, it, it was a we did Quaker schools. And I, I was under the impression that I could at least hold them accountable with Quaker values. Uh, but it's it didn't really work out. But um, anyway, so congrats to those that do successfully homeschool. I definitely uh, recommend it. And um for the brave ones, you know, consider just not even telling the state you have kids. It, it, it would be is my approach. If I could do my all my parenting over again. Just never even let them, let them know your kids exist. Just home birth. Birth certificate, home birth. You could still use a hospital, I think. Um, no. My youngest, my Dude, youngest, I'm just, I'm just thinking about um, the got a birth certificate, the but, but no social security <laughs> number. Like we never filled out any paperwork on my youngest, and. Um, they just mailed us a birth certificate. Yes, so. yeah, no you social. Can't do that. You have to apply for the social separately. Yeah, she's never she'll she does not have one of those. So. She's already registered. They already know. Well, she doesn't have a number, so for whatever that's worth, it'll just the make it really hard for her number. to get a bank account or a car. Yeah. Or a, <laughs> just enough, like it won't actually give her any freedom, but it'll be a big pain in the ass. <laughs> enough to, to fucking fuck things up. Oh man. Anyways, uh, guys, we're about out of time here, but um, you know this podcast is brought to you in part by the Conversations About Freedom podcast hosted by Moral Bob. We also have t-shirts over at uh, LibertarianCountry.com. If you type in the code PRL, you'll receive a 10% discount. If you spend $50 or more and use the code PRL2, you'll receive a 20% discount. Until next time, live free or die. That is shed. Drenching the flags and the tax bombs in red. Was it by a few at the expense of the many? So did the gods and the machine. You can't justify killing by economic gain. For God, country, and democracy. You can put freedom and death point in a fine land. You support the truth, then bring them home. I believe the jokes will do the best for you. And I believe that we. Have the power, have the power I hate the slave And I know I'm a slave We can make a break Break the power, break the power